Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to break down the numbers with the resident stat geek and co-founder over at JetsXFactor.com. This is the Chronicles of Nania with Michael Nania. Michael, what's going on, buddy? Uh, I think just like every other Jets fan out there right now, I'm just hanging on for dear life. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Uh, all of the superstitions in the world. Only four weeks left. We're this close we're to finishing this off and getting the reward we so rightfully deserve for everything we've gone through this season. Michael, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We didn't talk about this before we started recording, so don't get mad at me for this. But I have to ask you to play that reaction clip. It's only been heard so far on Cool Your Jets with you and Ben Blessington. Can you play that clip real quickly so people can hear just how insane you went when this play was made at the end of the Jets game? Oh, my, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself a little bit. But we did put it on Cool Your Jets already, so thousands of people have already heard it. So I guess it's pretty much out there in the internet world right now anyway. So I will play it. But again, brace yourself. I'm sure a lot of people had similar reactions, but I was lucky enough to be ahead of the game and to record, uh, start recording before this uh, historic, hopefully historic moment um, happened. So anyway, here it is. But again, just brace yourself. He's got it. He's got it. Oh my God! That is phenomenal. That is the pure joy of a true Jets fan. And that's what makes everything so awesome with football and sports in general when you have moments like that. Although certainly a very odd moment if you really break it down for what it really is. That's the kind of moment that you would have when your team wins the Super Bowl. The irony of it is just so hilarious. The fact that the Jets lost. They blew a game in very typical Jets fashion. But in this particular year, it's the best thing you could have asked for. <laughs> this is the Jets, and that's where we're at in 2020, where Michael is going out of his mind because the Jets just gave up a game-winning touchdown 
to the Las Vegas Raiders. But Michael, I'll tell you this, no matter what anybody wants the rest of this season, John Franklin Myers does not care because John Franklin Myers is a bulldozer. He's coming for your quarterback and good luck trying to stop him. Oh yeah, John Franklin Myers is definitely a very anti-tank jet right now. 10 pressures in this game against the Raiders. That's tied with Aaron Donald's week one game against the Cowboys for the most pressures by an interior D lineman this season. So Franklin Myers has been an absolute tear. He's got some of the best pressure numbers among interior D linemen this season. A lot of those are up at Jets X Factor, but in this game particularly, 10 pressures. Uh, he was just living in the Raiders' backfield throughout this game. He's been an amazingly pleasant surprise and one of Joe Douglas's best moves. Um, and, and not picking up this year, he claimed him off waivers uh, in 2019, didn't play last season as he was injured throughout the entire season, but got out, has gotten out there this season and been fantastic, one of the best pass-rushing defensive tackles in the NFL. Michael, while we're on the subject of dominant pass rushers on the interior defensive line, there's a matter of a gentleman named Quinnen Williams, and this is from NFL Next Gen Stats. Quinnen Williams tied a career high with six pressures in week 13. He's had five plus pressures in four of his last five games. Before that, zero out of 19 games going back to last season. He has a 14.2% pressure rate since week seven, which is first among interior defensive linemen with a minimum of 100 pass rush attempts. Unbelievable season for Quinnen Williams. He's getting better and better and better every week. We were hoping for a breakout season from him this season, and boy, did we get it. Oh, yeah, he's definitely been on fire. And, and we saw breakout signs early in the season, especially with that Niners game in week two, but he's only been getting better these past three weeks uh, by PFF's tracking numbers, seven pressures against the Chargers, seven against the Dolphins, six more against the Raiders, 20 pressures over the past three weeks. He had 19 all of last season, so he's taken a huge leap this year. On the season, combined total of 61 pressures, stops, and pass breakups. Stops are, of course, tackles for short gains, short of the first down marker. Uh, so 61 pressures, stops, and pass breakups combined. Fourth most among interior D linemen behind only Grady Jarrett, Stefan Tuitt, and Aaron Donald. So he's been up there. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league, period. And he's 22 years old. He's only going to keep getting better. So it's and and I and we keep, we say that about a lot of young players that they're just going to keep getting better. They'll keep improving. And usually you're just saying that, assuming it's going to happen, um, because that you know you're assuming that it will just because they're young. But Quinton Williams is doing that. He continues to progress and show week after week that his improvement is something that he's going to maintain and continue to build on. So um, just turned 23 a couple of days ago on the fifth. So at at this young of an age, he's definitely got a lot of room to, uh, it, even if not continuing to improve, just to maintain this over longer and longer periods of time and continue, continuing to rack up production at an elite level and establish himself as legitimately one of the top five defensive tackles in the league. Quinnen Williams and John Franklin Myers have been one of the best interior pass rush duos in the league this season. And while Bryce Hall is not quite on their level in terms of being a dominant football player right now, 
He's still shown some really nice signs the last couple of weeks. We've gone through his story plenty of times. An underdog in a lot of ways because of the fact that he was picked late in the draft, because he had to overcome this big injury, because he missed all of training camp, because he missed all of the beginning of the regular season. He missed the first half of the year, but he came off of IR and he's impressed. He had some down moments in this game, but overall saw a lot to like once again. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing with Bryce Hall is that um, just when you watch him play, the production hasn't necessarily been great so far. Their teams are picking on him. He's getting the ball thrown his way a lot. And there have been a couple of big plays throughout in each of these few games, these three start games he started so far. But when you watch him play, he's consistently tight. He's right there. His cover, the quality of his coverage has been very good, especially in comparison to the guys he's playing alongside and replacing. So for a, a fifth round rookie this early in his career, um, a guy who was largely considered first-round talent and has looked like it so far. Uh, it's been promising to see how he's been playing. But in this game against the Raiders, did give up 71 yards on seven targets, but 38 of those came on one play uh, to Darren Waller, in which he did have a bad missed tackle that led to a touchdown. So that was a bad play for sure. But outside of that, only 33 yards and two first downs on six targets. Most of those were to Waller as well. He didn't give up any first downs and only six yards to players besides Waller. Uh, so once the Jets kind of switched up their coverage on Waller in the second half, covered him more with Marcus May, uh, then Hall did really good with his assignments on wide receivers. So in, in this game, despite the big mistake, which you know is definitely a negative, definitely have to improve that on, upon that play, learn from it. Um, outside of that, it was there was a lot to like from him. So um, production-wise, there's not a over these first three starts, you can't necessarily say his numbers are amazing, but when you watch him play, you can definitely see the the potential for him to round everything together and become a really good player. And the matchups he's been taking on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams against the chargers, Devonte Parker against the dolphins, Darren Waller in this game against the Raiders. And, and even when not covering Waller, this is a top 10 Raiders passing game, very good offense. So it, the, the matchups he's been facing have been tough and there have been moments where he's been victimized, but he's usually been really tight when those have happened and he's made quite a few plays of his own. So it's been impressive. I, I've been impressed by what he's done so far and the potential is definitely there for him to grow into a long-term starter. And as we said, Michael, Bryce Hall had his down moments in this game, but when it came to coverage, he was the least of the Jets worries. Yeah. The, the obviously the Jets struggled in this game in coverage the defense you know save for a couple of drives in the second of in the second half was mostly shredded and the majority of those problems had to do with ashton davis harvey Lange, and lamar jackson uh, i mean jackson speaks for itself we'll be talking about that one for a long time but overall jackson four seven 86 yards two first downs two touchdowns Lange in this game gave up five six passing 63 yards three first downs and Ashton Davis only covered on 19 snaps, but over just 19 snaps, he gave up four catches for 55 yards and three first downs uh, before he exited the game, and which might be the end of his rookie season. So those guys were the three main problems in coverage. Um, but, but for Ashton Davis, I think, who's obviously the most important player of this trio, I, I was impressed with his short stint as a rookie starter too. And, and similar to Bryce Hall, uh, there were plays where he gave up production, but at the same time you saw 
you know, the tools for him to just fix up a few little things and become a difference maker down the line. Um, one example for Davis is the touchdown he gave up to Mike Kosicki against the Dolphins in the, the week prior to this game against the Raiders. He gave up a touchdown, but Joe Blue broke it down really well on Blue It Splits, his breakdown uh, at Jets X Factor. But even though he gave up the touchdown there, the quality of his coverage was good. He just happened to trip. That's why he gave up the touchdown, but his initial coverage was strong. The recovery was great, and he made it a tough catch that Kosicki came down with. But there have been plays like that for Davis, and it's been impressive how he's taken on a lot of different roles. He hasn't just been a deep safety. He's played outside linebacker. He's played in the slot, and he's shown you a lot of flashes to be able to handle a box sort of role or really any role on the field. We've seen a little bit of promise from him, so... Uh, Ashton Davis, like Bryce Hall, you can't necessarily point to great production right now, but when you watch him play, you consider the roles he's had to take on. They had, and, and everything rookies have had to deal with this season in terms of lack of preparation. And then Davis also uh, not starting until later in the season. Um, th- there's a lot to work with going forward. He's, and with all rookies, you have to, of course, you know, have a certain level of expectations, and those should be very low. And Obviously, they haven't produced yet, but Ashton Davis and Bryce Hall, I think uh, when you study them on a play-to-play basis, there's definitely a lot of tools to work with. What I'm interested to see now, Michael, is how this defense functions without Greg Williams for the next four games, because as we know, Greg Williams relieved of his duties earlier this week by Adam Gase. There were a couple of players that I thought Greg Williams has done a really good job with. There's also been some questionable decisions. For instance, I thought Jamal Adams played his best football under Greg Williams. Greg Williams really unlocked his potential as a pass rusher. Marcus May has played well at free safety, but Greg Williams did that ill-conceived experiment early in the season, moving May to strong safety where it didn't work out so well. I think he stunted Quinn and Williams way too much last year, for example, and even this year, his use hasn't been optimal, although Quinn and Williams has certainly found ways to get around that. So I want to see how this team does the rest of the year and in subsequent years without Greg Williams. But looking back at Williams' tenure here, there was a lot to unpack. Some good, some bad, some that was somewhere in between, really. So tell me about what you found when you look back at Greg Williams' almost two-year tenure here with the Jets as defensive coordinator. Yeah, well, I, I think it really is just a tale of two seasons for Greg Williams. I mean, coming out of 2019, the praise was pretty much universal. He had them 11th in defensive DVOA, despite dealing with so much. You lost C.J. Mosley, you lost Avery Williamson. They had little to no talent at edge or cornerback. Uh, they had to, you know, sub in a couple of young quarter uh, corners, Arthur Millette and Bless Austin, who had rarely started before, and obviously this season haven't looked good. And, and in spite of all that, they had a really solid defense. The run, the run defense was elite, and the pass defense was not good. It was still below average. They were twentieth in defensive DVOA, but doing that with the talent they had at edge and corner was extremely impressive. And, you know, you've seen a lot of development under Greg Williams. You go look at Quinnen and his development in his second season. John Franklin Myers' breakout. Jamal Adams, what he did last year. Brian Poole playing his best football. Foley Fadakasi. You look at the rookies this year. Bryce Huff, Hall, Bryce Hall, Ashton Davis. Those three guys have shown some flashes. So there's definitely been a lot of positive developments. But then you look at this season. The production just hasn't been good at all. And, of course, they did lose Jamal Adams, still didn't get C.J. Mosley back, and it's still not a talented unit. But 
even with, I mean, the unit last year, the talent was not much different than it was this year, other than Jamal Adams, of course. But is Jamal Adams worth a 16-spot drop in defensive DVOA from 11th last year to 27th this season? I'm a huge Jamal Adams fan. I definitely defend him against a lot of people who kind of underrate him, in my opinion. But I, he's definitely not worth that much of a drop. So definitely some things have changed. I, just the discipline and zone coverage across the defense has been very poor. The tackling has been bad. The penalties have been high. So a, a lot of the positives from last season have sort of evaporated. And this has been one of the worst defenses in the league. And, and obviously everyone's going to point to the Lamar Jackson call, uh, giving up the touchdown to Henry Ruggs. Uh, but there were a lot of calls of similar nature throughout the season that were sort of ill-timed and led to poor results that, you know, obviously didn't get, weren't the same magnitude in terms of the moment in the game and uh, aren't going to be paid attention to like this last play against the Raiders will be. But, you know, there were definitely uh, the quality of his play calling definitely didn't seem because last season, he sort of established a really solid identity in that second half that matched the talent he had. And Jamal Adams was a big part of that. So losing him is definitely massive has been throughout the season, but uh, at the same time, he never really found that identity that worked for this team. Like he was able to with the 2019 group. So uh, a lot of positive with Greg Williams last season and with some of the positive developments that he leaves the team with from Quinnen to Franco Myers, Fadakasi, uh, Marcus May and the rookies. Um, but at the same time, this season, the production was definitely not what, not even close to where it was last year. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Moving to the offensive side of the ball, it seems that the Jets have discovered 
a formula for successfully running the ball for the first time all season. Ty Johnson had the first 100-yard rushing game by a Jets running back in over two years. That's remarkable. The last guy to do it was Isaiah Crowell in November of 2018. And Josh Adams had himself a fantastic game as well. Eight carries for 74 yards, a 9.3 yards per carry average. One of the better performances we've seen from a Jets running back in quite some time. And the common thread here for those two guys being successful was running behind big old number 77, Makai Becton. Oh yeah, there's a lot of positive to take from the running game in this one. And it's interesting because Frank Gore going out, and look, now we can all laugh, we can analyze the run game, but Frank Gore going out is almost what cost the Jets Trevor Lawrence, Josh Adams, and Ty Johnson, at least up to this point. We don't want to jinx anything. But it seemed like for a few good minutes there that Frank Gore's injury paving the way for Josh Adams and Ty Johnson would be the difference putting the Jaguars in position to have the number one pick right now. But now that the Jets did finish it off the way that we hoped, now we can look at this a little bit more optimistically. So Ty Johnson, Josh Adams, 178 yards on 30 carries, 5.9 yards a carry. And between those two guys, um, a lot of the success was to Mekhi Becton's side. Um, The Jets ran to the left side, Uh, In this game, very successfully, 17 times for 112 yards, 6.6 average. Becton run blocked tremendously in this game, in my opinion. There were definitely a couple shaky reps here or there, but uh, for the most part, he's clearing the edge extremely consistently. Pass protection, there were some issues for Becton. The two strip sacks allowed, obviously, and and they were legitimate losses that he needed to play better. Uh, And four pressures allowed in total, so it was probably his worst game in pass protection. But in the run game, it was maybe his best. He was definitely dominant in this one. And he has been all season. But for the first time, the Jets had a couple of running backs taking advantage of that. And I've definitely been kind of vocal. In my opinion, that Frank Gore and the Michael P. Ryan have just been flat out not good this year. And Ty Johnson, Josh Adams came in and kind of, uh, kind of supported that notion a little bit with the way they ran the ball. So both of those two guys picked up their yards in much different ways. Uh, Johnson got 66% of his yards after, or Johnson in this game, the NFL average is 66% of yards gained after contact. Johnson only got 37.5% of his yards after contact in this game. So most of it was blocked for him and he showed really good vision, taking advantage of it. Then Josh Adams in this game, 89% of his yards gained after contact. He was, he broke, had a few impressive broken tackles uh, that led to extra yardage. Um, So both those two guys did it in different ways, but Johnson was the workhorse who was efficient over that large volume uh, and and did showed a great job pressing the line, you know, lowering linebackers inside to open up cutback lanes to the outside. Uh, He definitely looked I mean, he looked like more of a veteran than Frank Gord has this season, honestly, in terms of vision and just being able to read the field. And then Adams definitely created a lot more by himself with three broken tackles over eight carries uh, giving that's an average per carry in terms of broken tackles. It's more than double the average for running backs. He averaged 8.5 yards after contact per carry, which is insane. The average is about two and a half to three yards. So they did it in different ways, but both of these guys definitely combined to have a really productive day on the ground. So if they can, can continue that over the next four games, then, you know, maybe the Jets can go into next season not feeling like they have to do anything at running back. And this is only one game against a bad Raiders defense. 
So we'll see what happens next. But uh, in this game, this was the best rushing production the Jets have gotten since that record-setting game against the Broncos in 2018. So it's been a long time since they had a, any game where the running game has been a weapon for them, but it was in this one. So I, I am intrigued to see what Adams and Johnson do in the running game over these next four weeks. As a pro tank fan, I hope they don't do too much because they're stressing me out in this one, but it, it definitely will be interesting to see what they do. And Michael, for as dominant as Mekhi Becton was at clearing the way in the running game, he wasn't the only one on the offensive line. This was one of the more impressive performances of the season for Connor McGovern. Yeah, McGovern graded pretty well in the run game in this one. His run blocking grade was his second best or his best of the season and second best among centers this week. And I went through the film in this one and he was a big part of a lot of the successful runs. He definitely contributed in a lot of different ways in the running game. So uh, and, and in terms of his grading at PFF, it's improved. He's one of the the number two center overall since week nine. So over his past four games. So definitely good to see progress from Connor McGovern at center. So uh, he's going to be here next season. His contract makes it clear that the Jets probably can't move on from him. So you do want to see him play better. And he is definitely trending in the right direction. While Becton and McGovern played very well, other members of the line didn't play so great. George Fant came back. He was okay. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't particularly good. But then when we take a look at the other guards, Whew. Josh Andrews and Pat Elfline have been two of the worst guards in the league this year. And so at this point, you have to wonder, what's going on with Cam Clark? Why haven't we seen him? Because I know that he was injured and he was on IR, and that's a big part of why he wasn't in the mix early on. But now he's off IR. Why isn't he playing? As far as injuries go, once you're cleared by the doctors, you should be able to play. And so that's why I'm hoping that we can see him at some point over the next couple of weeks because even though injuries are part of the sport of football, once they're healed and you're ready to go, and especially this time of the season when we're talking about a situation where the team isn't competing for a playoff spot, you want to see what this kid's got going into next season. The injury that occurred to him did not occur because of anybody else's negligence. It was just part of the game. But if you've had an injury that's occurred to you because of somebody else's negligence, it can be a life-changing event. And when that happens, you want a strong legal team fighting for you to make sure you receive full compensation for your injuries. You want to be able to call your legal team whenever you want. You don't want your file to be on a shelf with hundreds of others. You also don't want your lawyers to be afraid to go to court. Here's what you do want. The legal team at Faruqi and Faruqi, they give every client their personal cell phone number to call 24-7. They limit the number of clients they represent at one time so they can give everybody personal attention. And they have a long track record of taking on insurance companies, corporations, and the government in court. Best part of all, though, they have a long track record of winning. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Learn more about them at nylegalteam.com. That's nylegalteam.com. And Michael, like I said, we've seen Elfline. We've seen Andrews. I don't think we need to see any more of them. Let's see some Cam Clark. Yeah, I, I think there might be a Joe Douglas conspiracy going on here. Maybe he just picked up. I think he picked up Elfline and Andrews just to help the tank. And he told Cam Clark, he pulled him aside. Uh, just, I know you're a stud. Play bad in practice on purpose so they don't play you. We'll get you a starting spot next season. Um, just rest up, young fella. I think that's what's going on because Elfline and, Ken, and uh, Josh Andrews 
I mean, these guys in protection are just atrocious to watch. And to Elfine's credit, he had some good run blocks in this game. But in pass protection, these both of these two guys are very bad. Elfine in this one, four pressures allowed, 13% pressure rate. Andrews um, only – he gave up three pressures but only protected on 24 snaps, so 12.5% rate. Um, and both of them put up pass blocking grades that are among the worst among guards this week. So both in pass protection, they are and, – and Elfine wearing number 67 is definitely giving me Brian Winters flashbacks. <laughs> if you showed me film of this game last year, I wouldn't even know that it was someone different because he looks exactly like Winters out there in pass protection. So um, maybe that's what's going on. Maybe Joe Douglas just wants to move the tank forward. But um, in, in all seriousness, it's obviously not that. But um, it is interesting what would what is to know what is going on with Cameron Clark. Um, because they're the guys in front of him are not playing well at all. So you you'd think that you know, not even considering he's a rookie, you just you know want to try someone different with how poorly they've uh, the backups have played for this team. But I guess maybe he's struggling in practice. They don't think he's ready yet. And, and at the same time, this is a staff that is not going to be here next year. So forward thinking moves probably aren't what you would expect from them but other rookies are playing hall ashton davis Pirine. they've all been out there so this is a really curious situation i would love to see what a little bit of what clark has just to have some tape going into next season um and as, as things stand right now doesn't look like we're going to get any but if greg van roten is out for the season which seems like will be the case he'll probably camera clark will probably be active and that will make him, if he doesn't start, the top backup at guard if Elfline or Andrews do go down. So if that does happen, we could see some Clark. Um, but Elfline and Josh Andrews are definitely pro-tank players right now. While we haven't seen Cam Clark yet, one rookie that we have seen is Denzel Mims, and he's continued to look promising. Another game where he had at least 40 yards receiving. Hasn't gotten a ton of targets, but he's made the most of the ones that he has gotten. And Jamison Crowder, this is somebody you, Robbie Sabo, Joe Blewett, and many others have pointed out has been open a lot, and the quarterbacks just haven't been seeing him, haven't been hitting him. Well, in this game, he made the most of the targets that went his way. Caught five of seven targets for 47 yards. All five catches resulted in big plays. Three of them were first down conversions and two of them were touchdowns. So Mims and Crowder continue to show you that there may be the makings of a decent passing game beyond 2020. Once you get to 2021 with those two, maybe you bring back Perriman, maybe you don't. Maybe you go and sign a receiver, maybe you don't. Maybe you go into the draft and draft a guy, but you've got Mims and you've got Crowder and that's at least a stable point from which to start building. Yeah, these two guys definitely are showing you that you can go into 2021 and feel good about two of your starting three wide receiver spots. Crowder finally got to cash in a little bit in this game. Uh, on the stat sheet, he only put up uh, 49 yards in this game. So the yardage wasn't necessarily or 47 yards in this game for Crowder, but he caught five of his seven targets and all five catches were conversions, two touchdowns, three first downs. So uh, like you said, He's been missed a lot this season. There have been a lot of plays where he's been open, should have gotten the ball, but an egregious mistake by Flacco or Darnold did, uh, led to him not cashing in, but finally was seen when open uh, for the most part in this game. And then Denzel Mims, his consistency con continues to impress. The targets have not been there, only three targets in this game, but he caught two of them, 40 yards, his sixth straight game. 
with 40 yards to begin his career. He's only the sixth receiver to do that in the history of the league, along with um, Andre Johnson, Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs, Michael Thomas, and C.D. Lamb uh, as rookie wide receivers to start their career with six straight games posting 40-plus yards. So that's obviously great company. Uh, and, and what's been impressive with Mims is that even though the targets haven't been there, part of that is his own fault for the route running. Part of it could be the coaches, uh, the quarterbacks, obviously Darnold, Flacco, or specifically Darnold, haven't been great with the field vision this season. But um, when the ball has been thrown his way, he's been cashing in. 14 first downs on 19 catches, 74%. That's at the 85th percentile among wide receivers. 17.1 yards per reception, 95th percentile. So when the ball has th- been thrown his way, he has made he's been he's been rewarding quarterbacks for taking chances with him on contested balls. So uh, Mims, Crowder, um, that's a th- those are two spots I feel good about on this roster going into next year. I'm not so sure you feel as good about Sam Darnold based on what you've been looking at when you've graded him in each of these games, including this one. He did have his moments, especially on the opening drive. He had a really nice throw down the field. And then, as we know, he had a nice run into the end zone for a touchdown. And those two touchdown passes to Jamison Crowder. But a lot of shaky moments, including an interception and two fumbles. I would imagine that his grade for this game was not all that high. Yeah, and and we talked about um, my grading system with Darnold on a few episodes in the offseason. Some of the things he can improve, where he was trending. I definitely didn't expect the regression he's been on this season, but um, my grading of him on a play-to-play basis this season has pretty much lined up with what you see in the box score on the advanced stats. Pretty much anywhere you look suggests he's been extremely bad this season, and what I've seen from track from looking at every single play, grading them all, suggests the same thing. He's definitely been struggling quite a bit and taking a big step back in this Raiders game. I gave him a 37 grade out of a hundred, which is actually his third best of the season so far. So that kind of tells you the sort of season it's been a well below average performance is his third best behind the chiefs game. I have as his second best and the Niners has his best. So uh, it was, it was a mixed bag performance. There were some solid throws. Um, he, he did have some fleeting moments of which he scanned the field very well found the open man, but uh, the interception to Perriman was very bad. Um, he had an interception that wasn't ne- or wasn't necessarily a dropped interception, but uh, very risky, dangerous ball. That was a bad read. Um, and there were just numerous plays. Th- downfield accuracy wasn't good. There were a couple of other uh, potential first down catches he could have made that he didn't see. So it, it just more of the same from Darnold. It's unfortunate what's happened, and you could. Blame him. You can blame the coaching staff. Blame whoever you want. There are a variety of people at fault, but uh, this is the reality of who he is. So, Darnold definitely had. Uh, I guess he had. He came back a few weeks ago with one last fleeting chance to maybe make his case to stay as the Jets franchise quarterback. But uh, with these first two games against Miami and Las Vegas, that chance is pretty much gone. I think. No matter what he does over the next four weeks, even if the Jets go 4-0, he's the best quarterback in the league over that span. Although if that happens, even though it seems extremely unlikely, maybe if that does happen, um, we'll have a different conversation. But there's only four games left, so it's going to be hard to buy into, even if he is tremendous, only four games when he has this huge body of work over 
his first eight games of the season. That is largely very poor. So uh, he this last chance to save his job as the franchise quarterback for the Jets definitely hasn't gone uh, nearly or remotely as well as it would have needed to for him to accomplish that. Michael Mania, resident stat geek and co-founder over at JetsXFactor.com. Thanks so much for coming on, as always, for the Chronicles of Nania. Really appreciate it. Every single day, you've got new pieces up and new interesting pieces up at JetsXFactor.com. Your mind works in insane ways, and I mean that as a compliment. So for anybody <laughs> who hasn't subscribed over at JetsXFactor.com or anybody who is a subscriber and wants to know what's coming up over the next few days, what's going on over at JetsXFactor.com? I mean, everyone listening to this now clearly knows my mind does work in insane ways after listening <laughs> to how I reacted to that rugs play. So that ad- adjective is definitely accurate, but definitely a lot of great stuff coming out. I already went over Becton and McGovern's run blocking on film. Uh, my breakdown of Sam Darnold's grade will be coming out. This was definitely a polarizing game, so that's going to be an interesting one to break down. Uh, should have some John Franco Myers film. I'm excited to see what he did studs and duds for this game and the ranking of every player's impact every player in the roster's impact um on the season to this point um so a lot of great stuff coming out robbie sabo had a great breakdown of the rugs play and all all the little nuances behind what allowed that miracle to happen Uh, so a ton of great stuff as usual make sure that you follow michael on twitter at michael underscore nania and check out his work over at jetsxfactor.com if you haven't given us a five-star review on itunes yet if you go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in the new york jets podcasts you know where to go that's turn on the jets digital and turn on the jets.com Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.